Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Watchdogs Bark. My name is Drew. I am your host, and I consider myself a watchdog. This is episode 70. Holy, I don't know what rhymes with 70. So let's just say, wow, 70 episodes. I never thought I'd get this far, but hey, I'm just getting started now. All right, in this episode, I'm going to spend most of the time talking about what a threat the left and their progressive Marxist agenda is to our children. And it is so necessary that we have to protect our children at all costs right now because there is an all-out war for what is being taught in our schools to our children. And the things that are being taught to our children are purposefully trying to break them. That's my opinion, of course. But I think you might agree after I show you so many examples and explain what's going on. Just to give you an example of what I'm talking about, listen to Lane Kilpatrick. He is a pharmacist, has been a pharmacist for 20 plus years, and he is an expert on hormones and what they can and what they can and cannot be used for safely. Listen to what he says about what happened with one father and their minor child in school. I need to hear what happened to the Eric Sack family in Maine, as reported in their local newspaper. Sack said his daughter brought home some pills in an unmarked baggie that she said were Zoloft that she'd received from the federally funded school-based health center inside her high school. Concerned that his minor daughter had received a prescription antidepressant without his knowledge or consent, Sack called the school and the health center told him they were legally allowed to give his daughter prescription drugs without informing him and they wouldn't talk about the lack of a label or safety container. So he pulled his daughter out of school until he could have her seen by a doctor of his choosing, not through the school. That triggered a call from a Child Protective Services agent to SAC, informing him that he would be arriving shortly to make a surprise visit to his home, and that it was, quote, an emergency situation that I was pretty near holding my daughter hostage, according to SAC. For three hours, the agent grilled him and his family individually and as a group including questions about his firearms and where he keeps them. Eventually, the agent, quote, indicated that the complaint against him appeared to be unfounded, close quote. In a case at another main school, another mother was investigated by CPS after complaining that a social worker at her 13-year-old daughter's school had begun counseling her without parental knowledge on gender transition and provided her with breast binders, and school employees had begun using masculine pronouns to refer to the girl. Do you know what a school-based health center is? Do you know if your kid's school uses one? There are over 3,000 of them in the U.S. School-based health clinics are federally funded and intended to be your kid's primary care practitioner. If there's one in the school that your minor children attend, you might want to check the bundle of back-to-school forms you signed. You may have signed a form that you thought just gave authorization for emergency care when you actually gave your approval for a wide range of medical care, including 
routine pediatric care like immunizations, mental health and behavioral health services, including gender counseling and prescription medication, reproductive counseling, including hormonal birth control prescriptions, pregnancy-related care, sexually transmitted disease treatment, substance abuse interventions, dental and vision care, all without the school clinic even advising you, let alone getting your permission. I am a huge advocate of parental rights, especially around health care, social counseling, and education of our children. And that's what this post is about. It's not a statement of agreement or disagreement with gender transitioning. That's a very different and very deep subject. And precisely because it's so deep and life-altering, decisions around that belong squarely within the family circle with invited advisors. Any attempt to treat our children medically or decide education curricula without our consent in each and every individual occurrence should be vigorously fought against. This is a very slippery slope. Find out your school's policy on what things require parental consent and notification. You might be surprised. And anything you've authorized, you can revoke. So parents, what would you do in that situation, in those two situations, where your son or daughter comes home with a little baggie of pills and says that they're Zoloft and they were given to them by the nurse or the state-sponsored school medical care facility, with, and they did not have to have your permission to subscribe prescription drugs. And they did not have to have your permission to counsel your son or daughter about gender transition. You see, like I've said all along, they are doing this on purpose. They are doing this to break children, not only mentally, but break them from their parents' influence so the state can raise them. So go talk to your school counselors and principal and vice principal, whatever. Go to the schools and find out if they have a state-sponsored medical care facility in their school that does not require parental consent for any procedure. And like he said at the very, very end, it's very important for you to know this. You can revoke any permissions that you gave without your knowledge. Read the fine print because I promise you the radical Marxists in this country are going after your children. And I also know that many of you just don't want to get in this fight. I understand that. I have many friends that just want to be left in peace. They don't want to get involved in politics. They hate politics. It makes them crazy. And I certainly understand that because the media bombards us 24-7. You know, when I was young, we used to have one news source, and it came on uh, two times a night at 5 o'clock and then 10 o'clock. And that was it. And then the newspaper. But now that we have a 24-hour news cycle, they have to fill those 24 hours with news. And now it's mostly propaganda. But now it's even worse. Because we have social media, information is disseminated worldwide in an instant. So there is no point where information is not coming at you full force. 
Another thing that's very, very important for parents to understand, social media is as addictive as heroin to children. When they mindlessly scroll through those videos nonstop for hours at a time, they may be going through something and trying to self-diagnose, trying to find other like people on the internet that are going through what they are going through and hopefully finding comfort that way. And the real problem is we have some serious sexual predators online. Instagram has been supporting pedophiles. They have a pedophile network on their platform. And they use certain emojis to speak to each other. And it's an organized, large group. And they can't wait for your children to start scrolling through the videos. Because the algorithms that our social media creates, when they click on one thing and put that push that like button, it will all of a sudden start lining up more things just like that for them to look at. So this serves two purposes. Number one, it guarantees that they're going to continue liking and continue liking and continue liking, but it also guarantees they're going to stay on the internet longer. They're going to spend all their time going through other videos that were just like the one they just liked. Oh, wow. Oh, there's more. There's more people that feel the same as I do. These algorithms warp your children's brains into thinking everyone thinks like they do and creates this barrier of truth. So when your children are out in the real world, or happen to go on another site or something, and someone dares say something that does not agree with them, they get offended. They get upset and mad and angry. And children don't understand what I have shared here many times is you choose how to react to every situation without exception. No one can make you mad or angry or frustrated or even offended. You choose to react that way. But children do not understand that. And the social media preys on your children. And they are continually looking for younger and younger audiences to addict them to social media. So it is my personal opinion, no child should have a cell phone that's hooked up to the internet under the age of 12, 13, 14, 15, 16. They're just not old enough to understand that what they're seeing is not reality. And another very important thing that Lane Kirkpatrick said in this video is that when you come to decisions about gender and sexuality, and different things like that. There should not be any outside influences beyond the family unit and invited guests only. Parents have to take charge. They cannot let the education system make all the decisions for them and their children. 
If you want your children to grow up with the standards and morals that you want them to have, that is up to you to teach them. Do not rely on the education system to teach them those things because the education system has their own agenda. And that agenda is to break your children. I know that's harsh. That's harsh to say. And I wish I didn't know what I knew, what I know, but now I do. And the education system is no longer interested in teaching your children correct principles, moral standards, or history or truth. They now want to indoctrinate your children. If you can afford it, get your children into a religious-sponsored school system that teaches morals and principles and values and standards and get them out of the public schools. If you can do it, homeschool your children. There's lots of amazing programs out there where you can homeschool your kids. We are at war. And the war is for the souls of your children. You know, I hear most people say that it's compassionate to offer gender care to five, six, and seven-year-olds. That's compassion. And I have to agree with Dr. Jordan Peterson and what he has to say here. Some people just want to tolerate this. what? Tolerate what? Castration and double mastectomies for thirteen-year-olds? Well, yeah, no, seriously, oh, yeah. man. Yeah. That's not tolerance. That's that's crossed the line. That is not tolerance. That that is that sense. is an inexcusable silence on the part of the majority, the vast majority, who knows this to be wrong in the deepest possible sense. Most of the bloody Nazi propaganda that led to the extermination policies at the beginning of World War II were predicated initially on compassion and tolerance. So this whole, we're being compassionate and tolerant. It's like, no, you're not. You're aiding and abetting the surgical mutilation of minors. That is not compassionate, and it's not tolerant. Just like Jordan Peterson said, tolerate what? The mutilation of children that permanently scars them if years from now they they decide they made a mistake, especially for girls. You wouldn't believe the mutilation that happens to create a penis for girls. They cut off parts of the skin in the arm or the thigh and makeshift make a penis that will never function the way a normal penis will, ever. And this is to satisfy a temporary, in my opinion, delusion that children have as they're trying to figure out who they are while they're growing up. And incidentally, you should know that Canada, and my friends in Canada, if you can, get out. Because Canada is becoming a communist country. They are now requiring Jordan Peterson to go through a social media re-education program in order to keep his license to practice medicine. 
That's right. Because Jordan Peterson dares to speak the truth about many controversial subjects, Canada wants him to go through basically a Chinese re-education camp. That's what it's akin to. China has re-education camps, and now Canada is requiring Dr. Jordan Peterson to go through a social media re-education program in order to keep his license to keep practicing medicine. That's what's coming to America if we give in. Oh yeah, and also Canada just passed a law that it is now you can be prosecuted for misgendering someone in Canada. So Canada, free speech is gone. And Canada, they do not want anybody saying anything against the approved narrative. Canada has now become the same as a North Korea, a China, a Venezuela, a Cuba, in my opinion. Sadly, I used to travel to Canada all the time, up to Toronto, once a year. And I'm not going to Canada anymore. And just to let everybody know, those of us who are speaking up, they're going to do everything they can to try and shut us down. So I'm just warning you, if you do get in this fight, you are going to get attacked. Because the globalists cannot afford to have America independent. And the way they stop that from happening is they plant all of these ideas of globalism and socialism and Marxism into the most vulnerable of all of us, and that is the children. Now, if you want to know how insane this really has gotten, I found a video that is so disturbing that I'm going to play some audio from it and just imagine cartoon characters and things that would appeal to children listening to these lyrics. This is a video on YouTube for kids telling them it's okay to pass away today. Look these up. It's okay to pass away today. It's okay to pass away. I can't listen to any more of it. <laughs> I will just tell you that the video goes on to show these kids 
getting injections and then dying. They actually show that. I don't know if they're really dying. I'm sure they're not. I hope not anyway. But they're actually showing children it's okay. If you don't want to live, we'll give you an injection and you can pass away. That's basically what they're saying. And this is on YouTube. You know, YouTube that was banning all of my videos, basically, because they didn't agree with what I was saying. Yeah, YouTube that has that insane, weird moderator with blue hair and a beard. Yeah, that YouTube. And the video is, you know, of course, of cancer patients and stuff. As they're coming to the end of their life, I understand that this video, if played in the hospitals would let the kids know that it's okay. They want to prepare them for passing away. I understand that. But when it's on YouTube for any child, and if you listen to the one of the lyrics, are the bills getting too much? Are you becoming too much of a burden on your family? Now, they're doing it in the context of medical bills. But what if a child feels like they are a burden to their parents? And that they are costing their parents too much money and making it hard for their parents to live with them. And what if they're having mental issues and considering suicide? And they go on YouTube and they listen to a video of cartoon characters and funny little lyrics saying, it's okay to pass away today. Are you freaking kidding me? This is where we're going. You know, in Canada, they actually allow assisted suicide. And you don't have to have a terminal illness to ask for it. That's what is happening in our world. The globalists that want control are doing everything they can to reduce the population. You remember I played that video of Bill Gates talking about if the vaccines and reproductive care are successful, it will eliminate 10 to 15 percent of the population. Think about that. All right. Now, I have to ask a question. Have you ever thought about starting a podcast of your own? You can, you know. I use Podbean as the application that helps me Send my podcast to all of the podcast apps, and you can too. For a small monthly fee, you too can record your podcast on Podbean if you want. I actually use separate equipment and then upload it to Podbean, but they actually have all the equipment you need. You can even use your phone to upload and record podcasts on Podbean. And here's the great thing if you want to save your first month of payment. You get one free month if you use my code and go check it out. So www.podbean.com slash bark, B-A-R-K, as in the watchdogs bark. Woof. <laughs> so once again, go check out Podbean. And they're working great for me as the hosting site for my podcast and like I said, every time I upload a podcast, I click publish and it automatically goes to all of the sites that I have connected to it. So it's one button push and your podcast goes everywhere all around the world. 
So check it out, www.podbean.com slash bark and get your first month free. Okay, I have to talk about this new video that I watched by Five for Fighting. And if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's called OK. Okay, that's the title of the video by Five for Fighting. Go to YouTube and watch the video. Your jaw will hit the ground. And you will sit there in stunned silence while watching the video. Because they have footage that shows what the state of our planet is in today. And how evil is winning. And it's very, very clear. Like I said, I have never thought about promoting a video before. But I am 100% telling you, go watch the video entitled OK by Five for Fighting. And then definitely write and tell me what you thought. Like I said, I sat in stunned silence. I was so blown away by the relativism in this video and how all of these headlines and modern day events are so telling as to how strongly evil is rising in our world. So I just had to throw that in here in this podcast. Definitely go check out Five for Fighting's video, okay? And believe me, when they say over and over in the video, we are not okay, they are 100% right. I truly hope more groups get the courage to come forward and make videos like this. I've seen some amazing country videos, you know, and, and there's lots of videos that support America and are against globalism and all the different things like that that are happening in our world. This is, as far as I know, the first pop or modern group that has done the same. So if you, and again, if you have other videos that you think have the same strong message, let me know. Write me, Drew, at thewatchdogsbark.com. But absolutely go see this video. Go to YouTube, type in Five for Fighting, okay, and sit back and prepare to be blown away. Okay, and I have to talk again, unfortunately, about this E. Jean Carroll case. First of all, everyone needs to understand that Donald Trump was not proven guilty of rape. That did not happen because the statute of limitations ran out. But New York in 2019 allowed a one-time civil case despite the expiration And let me explain to you who E. Jean Carroll is, okay? She used to write for Elle magazine, and she recently wrote a book, the title of which is, What Do We Need Men For? A Modest Proposal. And this woman has accused many people of rape. Even 14 and 15-year-old boys, she's accused them of rape, all right? And this woman named her cat. Hold on, I got to find it. It's like ridiculous. She she names this 
house that's in back of her property, the mouse house that her all of her cats go into. And one of her cats is named Vagina T. Fireball. And another one of her dogs is named Tits. That's right. T-I-T-S. And I'm sure, sorry, moms and dads, if you're listening to this podcast, you're going to want to bleep out that part. But this is insane that she is a nut job. She's a complete nut job. And she is suing Trump because he denies these claims. And you're not allowed to deny these claims because that would be construed as defamation, right? Wrong. So once again, Trump was never criminally charged with sexual assault because the statute of limitations had expired. All right. Then these jurors found Trump liable for sexual abuse, though not rape, and awarded Carol $5 million on a judgment. Okay. But they reemphasized the jury said Carol had not proven that Trump raped her. So, my friends, this is proof that, number one, the justice system is broken. All right. And you can find other people in the justice system that are willing to go against their own oath of conduct. If it's against someone they hate as much as as you. That's what is happening with all of these charges. With Kaplan in New York, with Ergeron in Georgia, all of these judges acting this manner basically say that their emotions and their feelings are more important than the law. That is what is really wrong. In our judicial system, we are now putting emphasis on feelings, not the law, not provable facts. But because we hurt someone's feelings, then they deserve millions of dollars from us because they are hurt and their reputation has been damaged. Who cares about facts anymore? That's basically what's happening. So in this last case, basically, she was looking for $10 million, all right, in damages to her reputation. And the jury ultimately award her $18.3 million in compensatory damages and $65 million in punitive damages, which basically says we hate Trump as much as you. And he is a mean guy. And we need to teach him a lesson about what he can and can't say. So we're going to hurt him by making him pay. I can promise you this. With 100% certainty, Donald Trump will pay not a dime. This will be thrown out in the appeals court. And if by chance it goes all the way to SCOTUS, the main problem with the entire case is the statute of limitations ran out and New York made a one-time exception so that E. Jean Carroll could sue Donald Trump at the prodding and behest of the Lincoln Project and George Conway especially. And yes, that is Kellyanne Conway's ex-husband. 
He now works for the Lincoln Project, or he always has, and he hates Trump with the white hot intensity of a thousand suns. And he was the one that went to New York and got them to make a one-time special exception for this case. Why do you think this happened? You see, what you don't understand is these alleged crimes were known back in 2019. Donald Trump left office January 20th of 21. So there's two years they could have charged Trump. Why did they bring it up now? Oh, I know, because he's running for president again and because he's the front runner. He's the overwhelming, way out front, front runner. And they are scared to death of what he will do when he gets into office. He will expose every single one of them. And they are scared to death of that. And he will be the end of globalism and people that are trying to get America to just get in line with all the other countries and allow this global governance. That is why they're going after Donald Trump. I can promise you this. If Donald Trump would have decided in 2023, he said, you know, I had a good run. All right. I was I ran for for four years. I did some good things. I'm very comfortable in my billionaire lifestyle now. I don't think I'm going to run for president again. None. And I mean, not one single charge would have been brought forward. Not one. What does that tell you? This entire circus is only to try and prevent Donald Trump from ever getting into the White House again because they are scared to death that he will be the end of them and their plans for global governance. Now, I found another video that is fantastic. Brett Weinstein uh, was on Tucker Carlson, and he basically is explaining that the left, which he refers to as Goliath, is underestimating what we will do when Donald Trump gets back in office, they are underestimating how mad this country has become with how far they have pushed us to the left and tried to push these progressive Marxist ideologies on everyone. And we outnumber them 100%. We outnumber them. So just as Goliath underestimated David, those that are pushing this radical globalist agenda and are trying to take out Trump in any way they can have underestimated what we can do when we all combine our efforts against them. Listen to this. If people somehow put aside the obvious danger their ability to earn and maybe to their lives of saying what needs to be said, then we greatly outnumber those we are pitted against. They are ferociously powerful, but I would also point out this interesting error. So I call the force that we're up against Goliath, just so I remember what the battle is. Goliath made a terrible mistake, and it made it most egregiously during COVID which is it took all of the competent people 
all of the courageous and it shoved them out of the institutions where they were hanging out and it created in so doing the dream team created every player you could possibly want on your team to fight some historic battle against a terrible evil all of those people are now at least somewhat awake they've now been picked on by the same enemy and yeah all right we're outgunned it has a tremendous amount of power but but we've got all of the people who know how to think so i hate to say it or maybe i like to say it but i don't think it's a slam dunk but i like our odds I love the fact that he pointed out that they took the most qualified among us in these industries, in the medical profession, in the uh, pharmaceutical profession, in the psychological profession, and they pushed them out by telling them they weren't allowed to speak. You know, so many medical doctors spoke out against the vaccines. They were pushed out of their industries. All right. So many people uh, in the teaching industry spoke out about putting masks on toddlers. They were pushed out of their industry. You know, uh, what's his name? The, the, the number one tennis player in the world was pushed out of one of the opens because he refused to get vaccinated. They made a huge mistake in that they pushed out all of the most powerful and intelligent thinkers out of their industries and now they're mad because their voices were shut down in an attempt to censor any information that was negative about COVID, about the vaccines, about masks, about social distancing. And they created a David that is going to defeat Goliath. I believe that with all of my heart now. The most important thing he talked about is we need to all band together. If we all band together, they don't have a shot. They may hold the power right now, and they may be, you know, the billionaires and have many, many resources, but they don't have the numbers. They never did. And they're making the same mistake every communist nation and hopeful dictator has made throughout history. And that is they pushed too far. I believe that 2024 is going to be an eye opener for so many people because yes, I do believe 2020 was rigged, but I don't believe they can rig it again because we meaning me and all of my conservative friends and all the people on, on the right are going to watch every election, every polling place, every ballot box, every possibility 24-7 overnight like hawks. We will make sure they cannot do this again. And by the way, just recently, an expert was able to hack in to a Dominion voting machine in front of a judge and show how easy it was with a pen, with a ballpoint pen, was able to break in to a Dominion election machine and change votes right in front of the judge. 
So all of this is starting to come forward. All of this information, all of this, all of these facts are coming forward and they are going to destroy the globalists and the radical left. They just don't know it yet. Okay, the last podcast, I got accused of talking really intensely about uh, what my topic was and then playing a really intense video. Uh, for the motivational video. So I don't want to do that this time. I've talked very intensely about this, and I am adamant how we need to protect our children because the left and the progressives want to destroy them and want to brainwash them and raise little liberal protester soldiers. That's what they want. That's what they're doing in our education system, and I want it to stop. We need to wake up. We need to understand what's going on. All right, so this motivational little thing, it's like a couple minutes long. It's no big deal. But it's Joe Rogan talking about how all it takes is one day. Do good one day. Get up, eat right, exercise one day, and then decide that's what you want to do. And if you miss a couple days, okay, but then you do it again. You can start every single day with new resolutions. You don't have to wait till the first of a year. You can begin every new day with new resolutions. And uh, I love this message. So listen to what Joe Rogan has to say. If you have one good day where you eat clean, you drink a lot of water, and you, like you did, you got that day, you woke up, you put your shoes on, you went for a run, you worked out your driveway, you got a good day in. That's sometimes all you need to do and decide, this is what I do from now on. I have good days. Tomorrow's going to be another good day. And then I'm going to force myself into another good day. And the next thing you know, I've got some momentum. You got some momentum. You could change everything. Many times in my life, I've felt like I could slip the wrong way, and I just, I see it. I see the dark hole, and I go, f*** that, and just go the other way. You're nuts for once in your life. That's some ownership, some credibility behind your actions and your words. Follow through for something for one time in your life. You will feel a high that you've never felt before. When you follow through on things in life, guys, you achieve the confidence, the mentality that anything's possible. When you can bless that emotion, that feeling, that is the start, the spark plug, the uniter for the rest of your life's success. It doesn't happen until you commit one time. All right, I had to edit that a little bit because <laughs> I forgot there were a couple F-bombs. But the point is, like I said, just start again. Just start each day. Make one day where you do everything you want to do. And then uh, reward yourself. You know, pat yourself on the back. Say, I did great today. I had a great day. And then do it again. And then do it again. And like he said, if you do it over and over and over again, you start to build momentum. When you work out at the gym, and I know this from personal experience, when you work out at the gym on a regular basis, it becomes something you look forward to. When you stop working out at the gym, it becomes something you do not look forward to and dread. You've got to start somewhere. Just take small baby steps. And I promise you, if you do that, you'll be amazed at how far you can really move your life by just taking those small steps to start out. So every new day, make new resolutions. All right. And with that, I want to thank you again so much for listening to my podcast. I know I don't have a huge audience, and, but I am very grateful for the people that are listening. I know many are friends and family. And thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. 
but be sure and share it. If you like what you hear, tell people about my podcast. And like I said many times, don't hesitate to write me. I do not shy away from controversy or debate at all. If someone wants to debate me, bring it. And if you make good points, I will give you credit for it. I will read your points in, in one of my podcasts. I will never use your name unless you give me permission because I respect your privacy. But I welcome all comments. And I've gotten some good and some bad. And I appreciate both 100%. All right. And with that, that is the end of this podcast. If you agree or disagree with anything, don't hesitate to write Drew at thewatchdogsbark.com. And until next time, create an amazing day. And help me, please, relay the bark.